Hamilton. Today we are making history. It's embarrassing to us as a nation all over the world. They're talking about Chicago. I campaigned on change. You voted for change. And I plan to deliver change to our government. You're listening to Chronicle Headlines. One of the reasons I'm perpetually excited about Columbia is that we have chosen to be different. Welcome in. I'm Blaze Messa. The Shididarod combines shopping carts, costumes, and food donations. We get into the 15th anniversary of the race later in the show. But first, the Democratic nomination for president is down to a few. Who is endorsing who? And we speak to people whose candidates have dropped out. It may be hard to believe, well, at least for me it's hard to believe, that the Iowa caucus was more than a month ago. Pete Buttigieg had just won the most delegates from Iowa, and the race for the Democratic nomination was much bigger than it is now. Now this campaign for the Democratic nomination, as you all know, began with 18 candidates. We're down to two. Sanders and Biden. This is an extraordinary man with an extraordinary career in public service. We should have a society that guarantees 21st century economic human rights. He revitalized American manufacturing as the head of our middle class task force. He led our efforts to combat gun violence. His aspiration is our aspiration. That's the kind of leadership that I think we need right now. This is a battle for the soul of the United States of America. They want honest leadership who cares about them. They want somebody who's going to fight for them. I'm Bernie Sanders. I'm Joe Biden. And I approve this message. message. We are less than a week away from Illinoisans heading to the polls. Chronicle reporters have been covering the Democratic nomination for president since Iowa. And I have Mari Devereaux, managing editor, in studio with me. But before we get into looking at the election and some of the updates, we should mention we are recording this episode Tuesday, March 10th. A handful of states are going to the polls today including Michigan, that has over 100 delegates to offer. So, Mari, the race is essentially down to two. Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden, though Tulsi Gabbard is still campaigning, at least she has a website set up for president still, but she's not polling very well. But we got Sanders and Biden. You reported on a few stories this past week. What are the updates we should know? So, any guesses what we're here to announce? Endorsements. I'm proud to offer my endorsement to Joe Biden for president. So in Illinois, uh, the primaries are coming up, and a bunch of elective officials have all come together in Illinois, at least, uh, to endorse uh, mainly Joe Biden uh, and a few other candidates. Mm -hmm. So let's get into it then. Who has endorsed Biden? I know there's probably dozens of endorsements, but just give me some notable ones, maybe some Chicago ones or names people will recognize. Yeah, Dick Durbin, Pete Buttigieg, Amy Klobuchar, Cory Booker, and Lori Lightfoot have all come out and endorsed Biden. Did they give reasons why? At least looking at uh, Durbin and Lightfoot, because I know we were at the press conference and you reported on um, them endorsing him the other day. Right. Lightfoot noted uh, specific differences between Joe Biden's values and those of the current administration. uh, And she cited reasons such as, you know, his stances on diversity, health care and criminal justice system reform. Uh, And Dick Durbin said that the country needs a president who understands the day-to-day needs of Americans who need to eat and pay their bills. So then on the flip side, who has endorsed Bernie Sanders? Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Chuy Garcia, Jesse Jackson, and Danny DeVito. Even Danny DeVito, huh? Okay, Correct. Interesting. Um, and then what were the reasons that they gave for endorsing Sanders? 
they wanted someone who would completely transform the structures in place uh, in this country and fight for working people. So that's kind of the quick update version of what I really wanted to get into today. Because the main reason you're here is you reported on a story about uh, supporters of Warren and Pete Buttigieg who, after their candidates dropped out, they need to vote for some new people because there's less than a week for them to make up their minds. First of all, how were those supporters of those candidates taking the news of, their, of them dropping out? Pete Buttigieg supporters were fairly relaxed about it. They weren't they weren't too upset. Warren supporters were a little bit more devastated when the news broke, especially um, girls and women who were voting for Warren and saw her as uh, kind of their champion, similar to how Hillary was uh, the champion of women in 2016. Uh, but yeah, Buttigieg supporters. I mean, they most of them are either going to vote, you know. Bertie or Biden, they weren't too they weren't too upset about uh, his dropping out. So that kind of segues right into my next question. Did the people you speak with give any indication on who they plan on voting for? Uh, most people, I will say, at Columbia are planning on voting uh, Bernie, but some. A few people who supported Buttigieg and had more conservative views or maybe were even Republican um, said that they would probably likely vote uh, Joe Biden. And then when we say most people at Columbia, are we talking more students, teachers, or a mix of both that are voting for, uh, who would want to vote for Sanders? Uh, mostly students. Mm -hmm. Okay. So how motivated were these people to vote for new candidates? What I mean by that is, I, I think there was a Students for Warren group on campus. Warren dropped out. So Warren was really their main person. And now they have to pick someone else. Were they excited to go to either Biden, Sanders, or uh, Gabbard? No, not really. I mean, I think a lot of people are just tired, especially now that we're down once again to two old white men in this race. And I think they're tired of only having those two candidates to choose from and the race being so narrowed down that it's not really an exciting prospect to have to choose between these two options. Well, then there's two options. And then the winner takes on President Donald Trump, who demographically isn't much different uh, from the other two. So was there anyone like truly undecided? They didn't know which way to go one way or the other. Yes, there were. Are they undecided because their candidate dropped out? Now they're trying to find someone new. Is that what was going on? No, they actually hadn't chose anyone um, from the beginning of the race. Did their policies or beliefs align more with one of the candidates now, like a Sanders or a Biden, or are they just kind of going with the flow to see what happens? Yeah, they're more going with the flow. Uh, they more care about supporting whoever comes against Donald Trump in the end. So they're waiting until it comes down to the last Democratic candidate to put all their weight behind it and their vote behind that person. Okay, so waiting till it's it's all said and done with only a couple candidates left on the ballot. The Illinois primary is next Tuesday, March 17th. If you do plan on mailing in a ballot, it must be postmarked by Tuesday, March 17th, or your vote won't count. For those on campus, you can go to chicagoelections.gov to see where you can vote in person. But for listeners outside of Chicago, you can go to your county's website for that information. Mari, thanks so much for stopping in. Thanks. Our March 9th issue has hit the stands, and it includes everything you need to know from metro, arts and culture, to campus news. But in Metro News, R. Kelly pleads not guilty. The R&B singer has been sued five times, charged on sexual abuse allegations 33 times, and faces 21 accounts of sexual assault and abuse. But Kelly wasn't alone in federal court. A group of R. Kelly supporters showed up, with some of them coming all the way from Pennsylvania. A new trial date is scheduled for October. And in campus news, how much do you get paid? 
And would you notice if your paycheck was too high? They were just like, oops, sorry, we overpaid you. That was adjunct faculty member in the communications department, Kaylee Plotner. Plotner was one of 14 Columbia adjuncts who were overpaid anywhere from $500 to $3,000. Plotner's paychecks were slightly higher for months, so she didn't notice the difference. Combine that with her move to Colorado and a semester off from teaching, she didn't communicate with the college much. Plotner is now on a payment plan to give back the almost $1,000 she was mistakenly given. It was just kind of irritating, I guess, to be told that, like, a mistake that was not mine was now my financial burden. All 14 teachers have to give the money back. For additional reporting on overpaid adjuncts and all these stories, go to ColumbiaChronicle.com. But before you go, we have one final story. I'm Joe Nocuto, staff reporter for the Columbia Chronicle. While Chicago is no stranger to wacky fundraising events, the 15th annual Shadidarod shopping cart race definitely breaks the mold. I'm here with photojournalist Zach Ligonpeel, who covered the event. Hi, Zach. How's it going, Jonah? Good. How are you? Pretty good. Thanks for taking the time out of your day to speak with me. Oh, of course. Yeah. So, I read your article, and I found it very, very interesting. Um, what sort of drew you to the, the Shy Diderod? Why, why'd you want to cover this event? Because there are many others, you know, not necessarily like it, but there's other weird events out there. I think I was drawn to it because of uh, it was a very high energy event, and um, the concept of it is so odd. You know, it's named after um, I did a rod, uh, which is you know a sled race that happens yeah. around the same time. Yeah. Definitely. So um, you know, a shopping cart race down the streets of Chicago is just so absurd. I definitely. was very interested. Okay, in it. so like, talk me through the event. So um, can you just give me like, a, what, what does the day start with? Who comes to these things? What do they do? What's the, you know, who, who's it for? What's the fundraising for? All that stuff. Yeah, so the main purpose of the event is to, um, you know, raise, uh, raise one, funds for um, the, the Shadidarod Foundation, which mm -hmm. donates money throughout the city of Chicago um, to different organizations that uh, combat food scarcity and food insecurity. Okay, cool. And then uh, the other thing they do is they raise, um, they raise food collections in order to give to the Greater Chicago Food Depository. Mm -hmm. um, and all of those are just distributed to food pantries throughout the Chicago area. So that's, you know, Chicago and the suburbs. Right, gotcha. Um, yeah, so people start to show up, um, you know, around 10, and um, they'll, they'll show up with their, you know, their wacky carts. Um, all, always, all of them are, have to be decorated in a certain way. So they're, like, decked out. Yeah, um, yeah, you know, so there were some carts, um, you know, each cart will usually have a theme, so um, there was one cart that was like a newsstand, and uh, the contestants in the cart all had, you know, cameras and microphones, mm -hmm. um, there was one cart that was a giant steamboat, and everyone was uh, in costumes that were, um, you know, period costumes, yeah. uh, cowboys, um, you know, steam steamboatmen. Okay, yeah, so there's a wide variety. Yeah, so certain carts can enter as art carts, which, you know, they're, the main distinction is that they're not trying to win the race. Yeah. Um, they're trying to... They're just there to vibe. They're, yeah, they're, exactly. They're, <laughs> they're not trying to win the race. Yeah. They're just trying to, um, you know, uh, have, have a yeah, creative a cart that yeah, might yeah, have yeah. some mechanical cool. function or some sure, sure. fine art function to yeah. it. Okay, awesome. And then, so, but the rest of these, you say they're, they're just everyday people. It's just, just like... Um, and so really, is it mostly about just finding a way to have the community sort of pitch in and have fun at the same time? Yeah, it seemed like the, um, it seemed like the main atmosphere of the event was uh, to create an environment where um, donating to a good cause is, um, is, pr is promoted. And, um, yeah. you know, 
energize the people of Chicago in order to, you know, continue donations and continue thinking about how they can uh, combat food scarcity. Okay. And then, so, uh, I like that you mentioned the atmosphere. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Like, is it, is it, I mean, it sounds bonkers. You know, it sounds crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Shaiditarod. Is it fast pace or? Yeah. So, so Shaiditarod is, is, is raucous is the best <laughs> adjective to describe it. Uh, there are, there are, at the starting line, it is bumper-to-bumper -bumper traffic as far as really? shopping carts stacked wow. uh, alongside of each other. Everyone is in a goofy costume. Everyone is in everyone's personal space. Yeah. Um, there is there's music playing. Uh, the band that plays every year is called Environmental Encroachment. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, you know, they play horns and people dance around them. Yeah. yeah. Is it sort of like guns blazing? Do people go all out for this stuff? Yeah. People... people 100% go all out. Yeah. Um, one one group of people I spoke to were, um, their cart was themed after the movie Dodgeball. Half of the team was, you know, one of the teams in the movie Dodgeball, yeah, yeah. and the other was the other team in the movie Dodgeball, yeah. and they were um, they were all in character. And they you got interviews from them, and they were, like, in character the whole time? Uh, yes. That's yeah, incredible. So, yeah. Um, What's the craziest cart and the craziest costume you saw? Yeah, I think the craziest cart that I saw was the... Um, was the steamboat cart? Uh huh. Uh, because it was, um, it was just this massive cart. Um, How big are we talking here? Just for like a sense of scale. It was about the size of a small car. No way. Yeah. Like a smart so, car. Um, it was or like uh, a like a yeah like a smart car yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like a PT Cruiser or something like that. Yeah, uh, okay. maybe a little bit bigger than that even. Oh wow! Um, because uh, crap. so the, the way it works is for for art carts, if you combine multiple shopping carts, mm -hmm. then um, multiple more than the normal amount of people can uh, push the carts. Oh so, yeah. So um, this cart was uh, I can't remember the specific amount that they sure, had, sure, sure. but they had a they had a very large crew for for this cart, and mm. um, there it was multi level. So there was one person that would no. sit on the top of it. Um, wow! And kind of like in the captain's seat. That's and then awesome. There was another group of people pulling the cart along uh, with a rope and you know pushing from the back and stuff. Uh, and then some of the costumes. What's the craziest costume you've seen? Give me a moment to think there. Yeah, um, yeah, take your time. There was a group who everyone in the group was dressed up as me seeks. Um, oh from, yeah, Rick from and Morty. Rick and Morty. Yeah. I think the craziest costume, though, was actually, um, I, okay, I got it now. The craziest costume at the event wasn't actually from a contestant, but the um, the leader of the, the band, Environmental Encroachment, yeah. uh, brought with him a giant elephant costume. It took two people to uh, move it around. And then so when they, so it's like a sort of bar crawl thing, right? Yeah, so. Um, and then so once they, so they're pushing their carts around and they have like food in it or whatever it is, right? And then they go to these bars. What do they do there? Basically, uh, racers start, you know, at the starting line, all in mm -hmm. the same position. Yeah. And they're given a map of, um, you know, different locations to um, different locations to go to. A yeah. lot of those locations are um, bars that are aware of sure. the event. Sure, um, sure. And uh, there, there's no specific order that you have to follow in order to go to each location. Mm -hmm. um, but you have to hit every one. And, um, you know, whoever hits every location and makes it right back to where they started at uh, the starting line. Do they have to collect anything from the locations? Or is it like you just go there? I have no clue. I'm just I'm saying there may be somebody, somebody may want to take advantage of the rules there a little bit. Um, so actually, it's funny that you mentioned that. Um, one thing that the race encourages is um, sabotage. <laughs> 
So uh, elaborate. So groups. So groups can um, sabotage other groups. Um, I think there are. You know. I mean, there's clearly rules uh, to the sabotage. But uh, in the end, they want you to just try to come up with creative things. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think in past years, people have done stuff. Um, for example, uh, you know, people might give out cards that are skip this checkpoint or oh, something sure, like that. Sure, um, yeah. And, uh, you know, a group might fall prey to that, miss the checkpoint. And then when they go to the finale, you know, the people say, you know, this card was made up and uh, yeah. this card was made up and, okay. and uh, it's not valid. So you got to go back to the checkpoint. Um, so, you know, different stuff like that. Anything to slow down another team. Right, and, like, disqualify the opponents. Exactly. Okay, yeah. that's interesting. An another, another uh, you know, zany thing that happens at the events is uh, they encourage bribes. Um, <laughs> okay. You know, so there are different people at each checkpoint <laughs> sure. that um, they sort of oversee... Um, you know, oversee checking into that point and yeah. gathering the yeah, items yeah, at those yeah. points. And... Um, you know they can be bribed in different ways, maybe to speed things up, or or sure. or just just because. Um, so yeah, any any volunteer can be bribed. Um, okay, so you got to keep an eye out then. Exactly. Like you don't know yeah. who you can trust. Yeah, it's like okay. it's uh, it's kind of like uh, encouraged cheating. Yeah, no, that's good. <laughs> I like it. It sounds like it's like uh, everybody out there is out for blood. All right, one thing I have to ask you is if you were to participate in the Shy Diderod, what would you dress up as? What would your team's theme be? Yeah, I think if I was to participate in Shy Rod, I'd probably uh, go for some photographic theme, you know, so uh, possibly so possibly the cart, you know, would be modeled after some famous photograph or, you, oh, know, yeah. you know, each uh, each person's maybe like a camera or something or a giant camera cart. If you want to hear more about Shy Diderod, you can check out Zach's article on ColumbiaChronicle.com. Thank you for your time, Zach. Thank you so much, Jonah. Have a good one. There we go. Ooh, smooth as butter. That's all for this week. For more stories, go to ColumbiaChronicle.com or you can follow us on our social medias. We are at CC Chronicle on Twitter and Instagram and the Columbia Chronicle on Facebook and YouTube. Chronicle Headlines is made possible with the collaboration of WCRX, Chicago's Underground, along with the chair of the Communication Department of Columbia College Chicago, Suzanne McBride. A special thanks to managing editor Mari Devrow. Chronicle Headlines is produced by Jonah Okudo. I'm Blaze Messa. It's been an honor, a pleasure, and a privilege. I'll see you next week.